Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Former President Donald J. Trump was arrested for the fourth, whoa, fourth time on Thursday of this week after surrendering himself at the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta, Georgia, as a result of his attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. First of all, let's just get the mugshot out of the way. No sense in teasing everyone, even though you've all probably seen it by now, and it's also on the thumbnail. Look, there it is. Uh, I had a bet going with friends of whether or not he'd be smiling, and I said that he would not be, and I am uh, of course, justified in my choice. No, he would. That was you were always going to win that bet. I, I, I he figured, wants to look cool and tough. Yes, tough guy persona versus uh, making a mockery of it. I felt that he could have gone either way, but yes, uh, we he went with the serious one. But he also looks a little like he's cowering a bit. You know, he doesn't get to decide when they snap the photos. So. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yes, there it is. Let's get to all the booking information for Mr. Trump now. By uh, by the way, though, he altered his legal defense team just hours before turning himself in, which is odd. He changed his lead lawyer and reportedly fired one of his other lawyers that were previously representing him in the case. Huh. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Trump was booked under the following charges. Violation of the RICO Act. Violation of oath by a public officer. Filing false documents. False statements and writings. And conspiracy to commit the following impersonating a public officer forgery in the first degree false statements and writings filing false documents forgery in the first degree and so on he was booked and released on august 24th 2023 he resides in palm beach florida okay yeah all this pretty standard stuff yeah. here da, da, da. oh here we go height and weight mr trump is six foot three okay and 215 pounds. Oh, uh, did he have hmm. some balloons attached to himself? Did Nathan Fielder uh, come up with a plan here? Yeah, the, the cop, instead of uh, standing on the scale, putting his toe on the scale, he lifted it up. Yeah. Give me a little breathing room here, okay, folks? So, look, this obviously set off alarm bells because <laughs> yeah. physically, there's just no goddamn way. Six foot three and 215 at, for a, a, someone of Donald Trump's actual visible size is Ridiculous. This is not the physique that that person would have. Yeah. Unless he simply has no muscle tissue in his body and that's even, all just fat. Even, the, even then, that's a stretch for sure. Maybe he's hollow in some way. Uh, yes. But yeah, come to find out, this actually does sort of make sense because, yeah, it's been reported that Trump filled out his own intake paperwork and entered in those measurements himself, which seems illegal. Yeah, at the very least, like maybe Objection. maybe it was taken off of his ID, which you do just kind of fill out yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So put this man on a scale, damn it. This is a we crime need to know in and of itself. I need to know. So yeah, Trump was in and out of jail fairly quickly, but one odd thing that stuck out was that Trump, like Rudy Giuliani, who we'll get to in a second, used a bail bondsman to cover his two hundred thousand so dollar bond, which is very odd because look. I know he's not worth what he says he's worth, but still, there's no way Trump couldn't pay this bond himself, especially because you only have to cover a small percentage of the total bond. No, this lines up perfectly. Like, I, I believe Trump has never paid Rudy Giuliani a single dime for anything he's ever done for him. True, but Trump paying his own bond is something that you'd think would be very easy for him to do because he's going to be paying a fee well, well, he's, he's never going to pay anything. He's but not liquid. In, in, he's not liquid. He's, yeah. he's, his assets are tied up in real estate and NFTs. Sure. It, in my opinion, just something he did for the theatrics yeah. of it all. Yeah, seeing uh, your former president head down to local bail bondsmen. Mm -hmm. uh, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, 
Former President Donald Trump will be using a Metro Atlanta bonding company to cover the cost of his $200,000 bond in Fulton County, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has confirmed. Charles Shaw, the CEO of Lawrenceville-based Foster Bail Bonds LLC, confirmed that his company has been contracted to work with the former president when he surrenders at the Fulton County Jail on Thursday evening. We will be posting his bond when he arrives, Shaw told the AJC. You think he's going to have a signed photo up on the wall of his bail bondsman office? Just like all the dry cleaners here in Los yeah. Angeles with the celebrities? Yeah, I paid his... By the way, he never paid me back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I covered the president. But in, uh, you know, the big dramatic lead up to Trump being arrested for the fourth time, he also appeared on Tucker Carlson's Fox... Sorry, he doesn't work there anymore. His, his exclusive show on X. Exclusive where, show. Where he had a little fireside chat about the stuff that matters most to voters, like whether or not Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, or if January 6th was an insurrection, or the most beautiful day his followers have ever experienced. Possibly. He do you think do it's that. possible that Epstein was killed? Oh, sure. It's possible. I, I mean, I don't really believe. I think he probably uh, committed suicide. He had a life with, you know, beautiful homes and beautiful everything, and he, uh, all of a sudden, he's incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say that he did, but there are those people, there are many people, I think you're one of them, right? But a lot of people think that he, uh, he was killed. January 6th was a very interesting day because they don't report it properly. Uh, people in that crowd said it was the most beautiful day they've ever experienced. There was love in that crowd, there was love and unity. I have never seen such spirit and such passion and such love. And I've also never seen simultaneously and from the same people such hatred of what they've done to our country. Hmm. Those things. Yeah. The interview itself was pointless and stupid. Nothing new was really learned. Just a few clips of Trump bashing the other candidates and claiming that he's being indicted because his poll numbers are too high. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting, though, is that this interview was apparently the most viewed piece of media of all time, garnering over 230 million views in less than 24 hours. How does wow. he do it? He's bigger than Mr. Beast. That's incredible. Uh-huh. And if you're wondering if those views are um, absolute bullshit, yeah, you're almost certainly correct. Not that we have to rehash the same old explanation again, but those are impressions, they're not views. But even the number of impressions is incredibly suspect. Yeah, I mean, it's simply unimaginable that people even just scrolled by this post 230 million times in less than two, uh, 24 hours. That would literally be twice the viewership of the most recent Super Bowl, and is about two-thirds of the population of the entire country. I mean, it's bullshit, plain and simple. Luckily, Matt Bender at Mashable looked into this because he, like everyone else, immediately questioned the legitimacy of these numbers, especially coming from a platform run by Elon Musk, who uh, stands to benefit from uh, completely insane views like this. Uh, and this is also on a show that he personally greenlit, so this is a big deal if it's successful, obviously. Here's some quotes from his reporting. Links to the full article are always down in the description below. On Wednesday night, former Fox News host Tucker Carlson interviewed former President Donald Trump on... X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Now, Trump and his supporters are claiming that Carlson's video has received hundreds of millions of views on Elon Musk's social media site. That's not the case. The Tucker Carlson interview with me was a blockbuster. Could hit 200 million views and more. Donald Trump posted on his social networking platform, Truth Social, on Thursday morning. Trump later claimed that at 230 million views, the Carlson video was now the biggest video on social media ever, more than double the Super Bowl. 
For context, the 2023 Super Bowl was watched by more than 115 million viewers. Yeah, this is totally legit. <laughs> it continues. However, the metric on X is not how many views Carlson's video actually received. Mashable can report that as of the publication of this article on Thursday evening, Carlson's Trump interview has received 14.8 million video views on X. Yeah, that makes a lot 14. more sense. 14.8 versus 234 million. Pretty wide discrepancy there. Uh, 120th of the original <laughs> metric, but mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and, and nothing to scoff at. 14.8 million. Hey, views? not bad. Those are great numbers. Yeah. But yeah, it continues. On X, it's not entirely clear to most users what the views metric refers to. Many people believe, falsely, that the video of Carlson's Trump interview received 220 million views, more than it actually received. The views metric currently shown on X, displayed simply as views, are tweet views. The video itself was actually played only 14.8 million times for at least two seconds of the more than 46 minute interview, or just over 6% of the total 236 million times someone saw the post on X. Yeah. So uh, he goes on to say that like even that, that counts as people retweeting it into your feed mm -hmm. or it just appearing algorithmically, even if yeah. you don't scroll all the way down to get to it. Stuff like that. Um, you know, easy ways to boost numbers if you own the website yeah. it's being hosted on. But uh, yeah, very funny discrepancy there. Also, you're correct. 14 million views in less than 24 hours. Not bad. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Why even lie about it? But uh, Nikki Ramirez of Rolling Stone added to the conversation, pointing out the other stats attached to this video as a good example of how overblown this whole displayed view count was. If you want an idea of how misleading the view count is in terms of actual engagement, according to those numbers, only 0.28% of the people who viewed the video liked it. Interesting. Yeah. Concerning. Although it will be really funny if Musk or Yaccarino try to use these numbers to build companies that are still advertising on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so um, we're checking the numbers here. So yeah, you signed up for the base CPM rate. Uh, good deal, by the way. Well, let's just see here. So on Tucker's show, the Trump interview, that got uh, 230 million views. So yeah, just pay us for those views. $1 and we'll billion. Be all, dollars, we'll please. be all set. Yeah. And I uh, will pay off my many debts. Uh, yeah. It just might work. They're going to get laughed out of every boardroom or conference call that they're on. Having said that, we have no doubt that Musk will be doing a big victory lap for traffic on his platform in the coming days, all based on the fact that everyone who has an account was on the platform waiting for that Trump mugshot to drop. I was, I was jonesing. Though I will say, I will say, my minutes were regretted user minutes. Regretted, yeah. Just not, a whole lot of lead up to... To not have they have they revealed at all how that is measured? No, it's impossible to measure. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, it's bullshit. And it's so funny. Like Elon uses those terms, and that's like silly enough. But then like his simp's all start using it as well. It's like, oh, Elon, this is a good idea. Probably gonna gonna ramp up those uh, unregretted user minutes. What are you talking about? It's not a real thing. No, it's not. But yeah, it obviously wasn't just Trump who had to do the, the little perp walk, post bond, and receive a mugshot, because all day Wednesday and Thursday, we were treated to image after image after image of Trump's co-conspirators, including people like Kenneth Chesbro, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, John Eastman, Ray Smith, and of course, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Come on down. Who made his own circus out of the process by speaking with reporters and heading to a local bail bondsman himself, which would indicate that 
He's also hard up for cash, despite <laughs> clearly arriving for his raiment in a private jet. These actions don't make any sense because it's all done for the theatrics yeah. of it. It is putting on a show. If it could happen to them, it could happen to any of us, yeah, fellow could, patriots. Just like the average man, you show up in your private jet to turn yourself in over RICO charges, and you got to head down to the bail bondsman just like everyone else. It's bullshit. Uh, the funding for his transportation remains unclear, but it might actually be true that Rudy is in maybe a tight financial situation because it was also announced before the arraignment that a fundraiser for Rudy's legal bills would be held at Trump's Bedminster Club in New Jersey. Yeah, and there's some real graphic design is my passion energy yes. that went into the creation of the party flyer. Mm. It's pretty obvious that Trump is just doing this because without at least attempting to raise money for Giuliani's legal bills, Rudy might flip on Trump in order to save his own ass. Mm -hmm. Though, Rudy is such a weird little man that I could see him going down for Trump and not flipping just because He's Italian. he loves him so He's much. He's Italian. He's got that omerta. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we did, we did get pretty close to seeing Rudy break during an interview, though, uh, uh, just after his arraignment. You can almost hear him regret the choices that he's made later in life when he takes a moment to reminisce about being a beloved, tough-on-crime mayor who is now himself being charged and booked. You hate to see it. Here's the clip. And I get photographed. Isn't that nice? A, a mugshot for the man who probably put the worst criminals in the 20th century in jail. You find a prosecutor who has a better record than mine. Yeah, Rudy. No shit. We've been saying for years now that if you had just died in the early 2000s, that history would have at least given you the benefit of the doubt. There would have been, no one's going to question it afterwards. Yeah, okay, sure. He was America's mayor. Instead, you've spent the past two decades meticulously dismantling whatever legacy you think you had. And it's, you know, it's pretty good that that's sinking in now. Better late than never. Mm -hmm. But let's switch gears over now to that GOP debate. The first of many for what sure will be a excruciating election cycle. Yep. Worse than the last one, which was worse than the one before. But uh, yeah, this the, the debate was very funny because it, it was just, just a bunch of jobbers. Yes. <laughs> it was like a Royal Rumble, but minus like Hulk Hogan coming out and like throwing 10 guys out of the ring all at once. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of people who are not ever going to be president mm -hmm. arguing with each other and talking over each other and the mon the moderators from Fox News who had to constantly remind the candidates and the crowd in attendance to behave themselves. Mm -hmm. You know these people. They're not going to behave. A big standout for the night and the one who will have received the biggest bump in notoriety was definitely Vivek. Is that how he says it? I guess so. It says it rhymes with cake. Uh, the skinny guy with a funny name, which is the quote that he stole from Barack Obama, who Chris Christie called him out for it. I but then yeah, everyone yeah. was just like, they turned that into a whole thing too. And he's like, no, he was directly quoting Barack Obama with that statement. This guy's the same age as me. That makes me feel fucking weird. At least he looks his age, I guess. He doesn't look 20 years older than he than he is. Uh, he, he does very much look like a 37-year-old man desperately holding on to what was probably once a really nice head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take listen, that. Listen, buddy, I, I know what it's like. But yeah, so <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy uh, stole the show, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he 
He did that by deciding to just fully embrace the most fringe ideals of the conservative party, including a disturbing amount of confidence when it came to claiming that climate change is a hoax, going so far as to claim that climate policies have somehow killed more people than climate change itself, which is especially egregious considering the ever-growing death toll over on Maui. They are still digging up bodies. Uh, the tropical storm that just hit Southern California, which was um, pretty damn unusual. Yeah. And the fact that the city hosting the debates, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, had to close down their schools this week because of their abnormally high heat index. Everything is fine, though. Mm -hmm. The person who probably lost the most ground as a result of the debate, however, was almost certainly Ron DeSantis, who came off as unauthentic angry, and in at least one highlight, totally sheepish, when a question was posed to all the candidates regarding their support for Trump, like, if he's the candidate, would you yeah, support yeah. him? He, Ron DeSantis, literally looked around to see if the other candidates were going to raise their hands, and then he raised his uh, just after he saw that everyone else was just like total bitch move. Uh, here's the clip. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Not going to be president. Nope. Aside from that, he also continued his attack on women's reproductive rights, as did most of the other candidates who constantly repeated an outright lie that liberal states are constantly performing elective abortions up until the day of birth. Yeah, not not true. For clarity, late term abortions, specifically after 21 weeks, make up less than one percent of those procedures and are done in cases where the life of the mother is at risk. Yeah, it's. It's literally, it's not people deciding, oh, I've carried this to term. I've carried this to, to term, go. but you know, I changed my mind. No, no it's, it's the it's, mother is going to die and this horrible is the only complications. option. And it's also, yeah. even in those scenarios, less than 1% of the total procedures. Yeah. But um, obviously, especially with Fox News moderating, no one was questioned on this and it was repeated multiple times on stage. Yeah. Nikki Haley, the one woman up there, tried to sort of uh, walk a a softer line on this and just got completely like dogpiled by everyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is going great. You should definitely, definitely uh, keep hammering home all of your extreme views on abortion. The voters love it and uh, keep it <laughs> up, gonna guys. Do great things for the party. Yeah, the, it, like people in places like Kansas are turning away from the Republican Party, yeah. which is always a great sign. This is that means widely you're, unpopular. What you're doing is the right strategy. Keep it up. Uh, anyway, uh, Ron DeSantis would then go on to float the idea of sending American military troops into Mexico. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, leading to a completely baffling one-two punch of cognitive dissonance where in one breath he stated, I believe in a culture of life. I'm going to stand on the side of life. While moments later exclaiming in regards to the U.S.-Mexico border, I'm not going to send troops to Ukraine, but I am going to send them to our southern border. We're going to use force and we're going to leave them stone cold okay. dead. That's the pro-life candidate right there. Also, at one point during the debate, DeSantis insinuated that he was a, a Navy SEAL. <laughs> Saying, uh, well, correctly, I guess, he said... Sort of correctly, yeah. said that he was deployed with the Navy SEALs in Iraq. True. But he was a lawyer in the Navy, and he acted as their legal advisor. I mean, he wasn't... He wasn't I didn't have the honor of serving as a Navy SEAL myself. He but... wasn't out there operating. <laughs> no. He wasn't calling in kill streaks. No, but not exactly the, the image that you would want to portray. Just yeah, also, uh, also, he literally... Uh, most of his military career was... Uh, <laughs> torturing people in Guantanamo Bay. 
Allegedly. Which, which, Allegedly. Uh, ne- or at least playing a part in it. But uh, yeah, we also got to see one of the now classic DeSantis Homelander face ticks, where he once again seemed on the edge of a large uncontrolled <laughs> outburst. And I will not let you down. Just holding it in as, as, it's as best uncanny. as he possibly can. I'm sh- honestly shocked. It took up until this past week for people to make the DeSantis Homelander connection. Because he just looks so uncomfortable. Like there's something de- like very dark boiling yeah. under the surface. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's either that or like we said earlier this week, he's just extremely uncomfortable with how bad his campaign is and desperately wants to just go home. But he's built himself up as the never back down guy. And so he's stuck in this position, whether he likes it or not. So every smile is forced well under duress. He's hide the pain herald, but he's running for president. <laughs> yeah. You just need an a image of DeSantis smiling, holding a cup of coffee. I'll be president someday. I ain't shitting until I get my Black Rifle coffee or whatever the fuck that brand is. Coffee company in me. But yeah, we do have more news for you today, like the completely random and untimely little oopsie that has befallen the leader of a Russian paramilitary force yep. uh, after recently, you know, staging, attempting to stage a coup. He fell out of the world's biggest window, the sky. Yeah. But first, it's time to eat. Let them cook. <laughs> the cooks at Factor, that is. With the... <laughs> Thank you. With the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy with your end-of-summer goals to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. Refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. Choose from 34-plus weekly flavor-packed, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in two minutes. Level up with gourmet plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Looking for calorie conscious options ahead of the busy season? Try delicious, dietitian approved, calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Set it once, twice, three times, I'll say it again. This week's uh, menu came, and I got that chicken tetrazzini with mushrooms ready to go. Mm-hmm. With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash newsdump50 and use our code newsdump50 to get 50% off. That's code newsdump50 at factormeals.com slash newsdump50 to get 50% off. All right, back to the news now. And yes, according to recent reports, it appears as though the former hot dog salesman, chef to Putin, and leader of the Russian paramilitary force known as the Wagner Group. Wagner. Either way, it doesn't matter. Wagner's fine. doesn't matter anymore because Yevgeny, <laughs> Yevgeny Prigozhin has been killed in a totally normal, everyday, standard plane crash with other associates. That's considered a natural death in Russia. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Just totally bad luck. Something that could have happened to anyone, especially just weeks after they tried to personally overthrow the Russian military, thereby making Vladimir Putin look weak in the process. That's just, you know, standard stuff. 
Oops. So here's the BBC with more on the random and unexpected death of Yevgeny Prigozhin. Russian mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the passenger list of a jet which crashed in Russia, killing all 10 people on board, Russia's Civil Aviation Authority says. Social media linked to the Wagner mercenary group says his private plane was shot down by Russian air defenses. Prigozhin died as a result of actions of traitors to Russia, the Grey Zone Telegram channel posted. Prigozhin led an aborted mutiny against Russia's armed forces in June. Prigozhin's aircraft was flying from Moscow to St. Petersburg on Wednesday with seven passengers and three crew, Russia's Rosa Vyatsia Aviation Authority said. Senior Wagner commander Dmitry Utkin, who founded the group in 2014, was also on the passenger list, it said. One report said the body of Prigozhin, 62, had been found and identified. This has not been officially confirmed. All 10 bodies have been recovered, Russia's state-run news agency Interfax said. Gray Zone said local residents had heard two bangs before the crash and had seen two vapor trails. TASS news agency said the plane had caught fire on hitting the ground. Okay, yeah, that, that happens. The aircraft had been in the air for less than half an hour, it added. At the same time, Gray Zone reported that a second business jet owned by Prigozhin had landed safely in the Moscow region. U.S. President Joe Biden said he was not surprised by news of Prigozhin's possible death. His reaction was very funny. He's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yep, seems about right. What do you want me to say? <laughs> we all saw this coming. So yeah, this was probably the most predictable assassination that's happened in a very, very long time. Yeah. Literally nobody is surprised by this. A couple of odd things to point out with this story, though. Of course, it's a strange note to add that a second plane owned by this guy just happened to be landing safely around the time that his other plane blew up and crashed into the earth. But his death also seemed to have been corroborated by representatives for the Wagner Group as well. Yeah, this is pretty wild. Uh, and he was flying into Russia? No, from Moscow to St. Petersburg, which is a very short flight. So he was back in Russia, though? I thought he was, like, exiled to uh, Belarus. He came back? What, are you stupid? Yeah, Putin was like, hey, look, I'm not going to do anything. Why don't you come on back? This is very strange. Like, buddy, you live in Russia. Yeah, this... <laughs> He's like, RIP to all those people, but I'm different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, well, it's been a month, and uh, I'm still alive, so I guess I'm pretty much in the clear. Time to take a, uh, a flight, a very brief flight. Yeah. Water under the bridge, right? St. Petersburg to Moscow or whichever way, and uh, let's just see what happens. And by the way, my second plane will also be randomly flying at the same time. And the people pulled up, it was like the one time Putin was on, it was like 60 Minutes or something a few years back. And it's just like, what, what's the one thing? Are you a forgiving man? He's like, mostly. He's like, what can't you forgive? And he's like, betrayal. <laughs> it's just like, well, Prigozhin. What are you doing, buddy? buddy? What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Anyway, those Wagner guys, they're pissed off and heavily armed. So I guess we'll see what happens. But let's switch gears back to our own homegrown nut jobs for a second. Because George Santos has been loving all the attention he's been receiving lately and has decided that it's time for more. He has admitted to taking Ozempic to lose weight and has also challenged Mitt Romney to a fight. Okay, here's Insider. Controversial GOP Congressman George Santos is apparently ready to step into the octagon, page six reported. <laughs> According to their sources, the embattled New York representative boasted about losing nearly 100 pounds thanks to the diabetes medication Ozempic and that a cage fight between himself and Mitt Romney wouldn't be fair. A fellow guest jokingly suggested the congressman take on political foe Mitt Romney in a cage fight, similar to the playful threats exchanged between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, the outlet said. 
Santos responded by bragging about his jiu-jitsu skills and how he'd stomp the Utah senator in a fight, Page Six reported. I'd do that, but it wouldn't be fair as I'm Brazilian. And I'd beat his butt because I studied jiu-jitsu for five years, Santos said, according to the Page Six source. A Santos spokesperson declined to comment further on Santos's purported jiu-jitsu training or his use of Ozempic to Insider, writing, I will not comment on sensitive matters, such as the congressman's health to respect HIPAA law. And they add that HIPAA laws only apply to health plans, healthcare clearinghouses, and healthcare providers. Yeah, also, I mean, he literally just said it, so... Okay. And uh, I think... I, maybe we're all just really bad at judging height and weight because based on the Trump stats, you know, I, I'm losing confidence in my abilities as a carnival barker to be able to call out exact weights and heights. But I feel like I would notice if George Santos lost 100 pounds. No, he, I don't know what he's talking about because uh, there was videos and photos of the the New York City like Young Republicans Club meeting up to watch the debate. And it's a real rogues gallery of like freaks. Like everyone who's like in their early 20s and that dedicated to conservative politics across the board. Going to be a fucking weirdo. But for some reason, George Santos is there and he's a big boy. Yeah, he's the, I mean, if if that's him after losing 100 pounds, where was he hiding it? Because he looks exactly the same, looks actually fatter than when he took off. Yeah, the before so, picture of Santos is actually just Chris Christie. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. But, yeah. Uh, very strange. Um, also, you, you, it's like he's just reading like the the trending tags on Twitter. Like, oh, Ozempic fighting. You know, Mitt Romney always talks shit about me. <laughs> Um, you know what? By he's the way, do. I'm Brazilian, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kick his ass. The, the fight's obviously never gonna happen. Well, duh. What yeah. could happen though? What could happen? A little bit of a hot dog eating contest. I was just gonna say because Mitt Romney loves hot dogs. Mitt Romney, he likes to gobble those glizzies, but, and George Santos likes to eat, eat food. Just the only yeah. problem is that if he is actually on the Ozempic, there's oh, no it, way like, he's eating more than stomach, like a, yeah. a one hot dog. Yeah, it makes you like. But he's not on Ozempic because clearly he lied about losing 100 pounds. So. No, he's he's uh, anticipating that weight loss. He's gonna shut it off when he hits the negative 100 pounds. Yeah, you gotta pre-visualize yourself already thin. Maybe uh -huh. that's what he's doing. Anyway, just Could a thought. Be. Yeah. Anyways, that is it for today's episode. It was a bit all over the place uh, because the rate that news was breaking and our focus on Trump's fourth, fourth arrest. Woo! Luckily, we do have plenty more where that came from. But first, make sure you hit the like button on the video. It's the only way our channel will continue to grow. And it's just, it's so simple. You just tap that little thumbs up thing. Come on. Confetti goes off. Everyone has a great time. Then if you're feeling chatty, you can leave or respond to a comment below. Thank you. Now on the screen, we have two recent videos for you to check out, including our most recent episode of Tech Newsday, which features a very long expose on Mr. Musk, as well as a deep dive into the doomed Titan submarine. We'll be back soon with a new episode of Weekly Weird News, and we will see you then.